There are more than 300 episodes of Listen to Sleep, all available for free because of the generous support of our sponsors. And while you'll never hear any ads after the story or meditation starts, you can get every episode ad-free, plus over 100 bonus episodes, all for less than the price of one cup of coffee a month by going to listentosleep.com and clicking on support. Thank you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, it's Eric, warmly welcoming you back to another soothing episode of Listen to Sleep. Together, we traverse gentle soundscapes where meditations become lullabies under a star-studded sky, and dreams flutter into existence like fireflies dancing over a meadow. My fiancé, Joe, has been here at the cabin for a couple of weeks before he starts a new job, and we thought this would be a great time to do something we've been talking about for a while now. Pet shelters all over this country are swamped, overloaded with animals, and we thought we would like to do something to help our local shelter where we got Bodie many years ago. So we're fostering a border collie mix named Joey. And you can find a cute picture of both Joe and Joey on my Instagram, along with a link to the local Humane Society here in Northern California, if you think you might like to adopt Joey and give him the forever home that he deserves. I'll also include a link to the Humane Society in the show notes of this episode. Before we get to tonight's story, I want to ask for your support to keep our little haven of serenity going. By supporting the podcast for just $4.99 a month, you can get access to all 400 episodes ad-free. I think this is actually going to make 401, so more than 400 episodes. And you'll get just the stories and meditations. No introductions, no ads. It's a tranquil oasis where you can both enhance your mindfulness practice and make sure that sleep always comes easily. It's your support that allows me to continue making this podcast. I very much appreciate it. I want to say thank you to Lori, Kara, David, and Roberta for joining Listen to Sleep Plus this past week. 
you can join up too by going to listentosleep.com or clicking on the link in the show notes. This week's story is by multiple request. Normally when I chat with listeners, they tell me what their favorite story was. And so many times I've heard that the 12 dancing princesses was people's favorite story. And that was from just about three years ago now. So this week, I thought we'd try a new original story that is a different take on that same kind of fairy tale. And this time, the enchanted ones are princes. Now, I don't know how you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you're wearing some painful earbuds, which will be lost in your bed come morning, or maybe through a little speaker on the bedside table, keeping the whole house awake, or maybe you're just playing it through your phone. But none of these were ever designed for bedtime. Now, just imagine for a second, you're snuggled up in bed, totally relaxed, your ear nuzzled deep into your comfy pillow, and my voice is magically playing back to you. No painful earbuds, no tangled wires, just total comfort and the sound you love. Well, imagine no more, because this is exactly what today's sponsor is here to help with. The Sleep Bar is an advanced under-pillow speaker that turns your pillow into the comfiest earphone ever. With a customizable shutdown timer, a huge battery that lasts multiple nights, and bone conduction audio that won't wake your partner. It's got everything you need to transform your bedtime listening. And they've given our listeners a limited number of 20% off codes. Simply head to dusker.com. That's D-U-S-K-E-R dot com. And enter the code LTS20 to claim yours. Let's take a deep breath in and out. Just letting go of the day, feeling the weight of gravity pulling you deep down into the mattress. Another deep breath in and out. Nothing to do, nowhere to go, no one to be. This is your time, quiet time. One more deep breath in with me and out. If you get tired while I'm reading to you, that is okay. Just go ahead and let yourself drift off. The Twelve Enchanted Princes In a realm far removed from the grasp of time, there existed an enchanted kingdom named Serenia a splendid realm of both beauty and wonder. With azure rivers that glistened like sapphire threads, towering alabaster palaces reaching for the heavens, and verdant meadows freckled with vibrant blooms, Serenia was a realm envied across the lands. Its proud spires sparkled in the sunlight, and the laughter of its happy people was as infectious as the melodious song of the morning larks. The kingdom was ruled by a benevolent king, a man of great wisdom and courage. His rule was marked by peace and prosperity for he guided with a firm, just hand. But the king's greatest pride lay not in his kingdom or his rule, but in his twelve sons, his 
princely progeny, each one a paragon of a distinct virtue. Each prince, though different in disposition, carried within his heart a trait that made him unique. The eldest, Prince Leon, was a beacon of courage, his heart roaring like a lion's. He faced any adversity with an unwavering gaze and a firm stance. Prince Solace, the second son, was renowned for his wisdom that flowed like a tranquil river, guiding all who sought his counsel. Prince Valor, the third, wore a cloak of integrity so unwavering it shone brighter than the most radiant of knight's armors. Then came Prince Serenity, the fourth son, who embraced tranquility as his closest ally, and his calming presence brought peace to the most turbulent storms. Prince Verity, the fifth, held truth as his guiding star, his honesty illuminating the darkest corners. Prince Bravery, the sixth, was a fortress of resilience, undeterred by trials that might fell an ordinary man. Prince Vigilance, the seventh son, was a watchful guardian, his keen eyes missing no detail. Prince Audacity, the eighth, bore a spirit of adventure that could outmatch the most daring of explorers. Prince Concord, the ninth son, was a maestro of harmony, bringing unity where discord reigned. Then there was Prince Reverence, the tenth, whose respect for all life was as deep as the deepest of oceans. Prince Charity, the eleventh, held a heart as fertile as the most abundant fields, constantly giving without expecting in return. Finally, the youngest, Prince Hope, was the embodiment of optimism. His light-filled spirit could kindle joy even in the gloomiest hearts. Together, they represented the strength and pride of Serenia. The people loved their princes, who in return adored their subjects, for the bond between the rulers and the ruled was that of mutual respect and admiration. However, tranquility is often but a pause before the storm, and so it was with Serenia. One dreadful night, an eerie hush fell over the kingdom. Under the shroud of the moon's waning glow, a cloud of dread enveloped the royal palace. Each of the twelve princes, once vibrant and full of life, was ensnared in an unending sleep, their vibrant eyes closed, locked in a seemingly ceaseless dream. The kingdom was cast into despair, their joy replaced with apprehension and their laughter drowned in sorrow. The king, heart heavy and laden with anguish, 
was but a silhouette of his former self. His radiant eyes were veiled with a cloak of concern. His mighty shoulders weighed down with worry. As days melted into weeks, and weeks crumbled into months, the princes showed no signs of waking. Overcome by desperation, the king issued a proclamation, his voice echoing in every corner of the kingdom. His words rang out, cutting through the shroud of despair. To the one who can break the enchantment and awaken my sons, I offer a reward beyond any treasure. They shall receive half my kingdom and the hand of a prince in marriage. His words hung heavy in the air, a desperate plea and a beacon of hope. As the people absorbed his words, their hearts swelled with newfound determination. The once vibrant kingdom was now a realm on a quest. They had a mission to wake their beloved princes and restore their kingdom to its former glory. Word of the king's decree rippled outwards, touching every corner of Serenia and echoing beyond its borders. From the humblest peasant to the wealthiest noble, every person was set ablaze with anticipation and a sense of purpose. It was not just the promise of wealth and power that called to them, but the chance to save their beloved princes and restore joy to their desolate kingdom. Each dawn brought new faces to the royal court, hopefuls armed with ancient books of lore, amulets, glowing with obscure magic, and hearts filled with determination. They came in droves, wizards and scholars, healers and seers, each believing they held the key to unraveling the mysterious slumber. Yet, as each sunset painted the sky with hues of despair, the princes remained ensnared in their sleep, their dreams an indecipherable labyrinth no one could penetrate. Meanwhile, the kingdom held its breath. The usual jovial bustle replaced with an anxious silence. The vibrant markets were quieter. The songs of the bards sounded melancholic, and even the wind seemed to sigh as it caressed the towering spires of the palace. The usual merriment of festivals and the roaring excitement of tournaments were but distant memories, and the people's smiles were mere echoes of a time that felt like another life. The nights were the hardest. As the moons rose in the star-strewn sky, casting long, stretching shadows, the grandeur of the royal palace turned into a looming silhouette of despair. Despite the thick stone walls, sorrow seeped out, spreading into the city 
like an icy specter. The once magnificent banquet halls were shrouded in gloom. The golden goblets of mirth replaced with chalices of dread. In the heart of the palace, the royal chambers turned into haunting shrines of despair. The king, once a symbol of strength and courage, was but a mirage of his former self. His kingly robes hanging heavy on his withered frame. His eyes, previously shining with wisdom and mirth, were dulled by sorrow and fear. Every night he would walk amongst his sons, his hand shaking as he touched their cold, motionless hands, his voice a whisper lost in the chilling silence as he prayed for their awakening. Yet, despite the sorrow, the kingdom refused to crumble under despair. The people of Serenia, much like the land itself, were resilient. In the face of adversity, they became a pillar of support for their beleaguered king, their determination unyielding. The farmers tended to their fields with renewed vigor. The blacksmith's hammer hit the anvil with determined rhythm. And mothers whispered stories of hope and courage to their children under the starlit sky. The promise of a savior kept their hope alive, a spark refusing to be extinguished. Their unity, their shared sense of purpose, turned the kingdom of Serenia into a beacon of hope in the face of despair. They held on to the belief that no matter how long the night, dawn would eventually break. And with that dawn, they hoped to see their princes, the beating heart of Serenia, awaken from their enchanted sleep. As days turned into weeks and weeks into months, their hope remained a steady flame, flickering defiantly against the chilling winds of despair. And thus ended the first chapter of this enchanted tale. A kingdom united in adversity, a king in desperate hope, and twelve slumbering princes who were yet to awake to the dawn of a new destiny. Little did they know that help would come from a place they least expected, and a simple farmer's daughter would become their beacon in the darkness. As the wheel of time continued its relentless spin, the narrative of Serenia started to echo in distant lands, carried forth by the whispers of the wind and the songs of the wandering minstrels. In a humble village nestled at the edge of a dense forest, miles away from the resplendent kingdom, the tale found its way into the ears of a simple farmer and his inquisitive daughter, Niev. Niev was not your usual village lass. She was a bundle of paradoxes, an embodiment of the simplicity of a farmer's life 
with the complexities of a dreamer's heart. Her spirit was as untamed as the wind dancing through the meadows, her mind as deep as the forest that bordered her village, and her heart as warm as the hearth fire on a winter's night. Her days were filled with the rhythm of nature, the crack of dawn, the song of the tilling earth, and the soft sighs of the setting sun. Yet her nights were filled with dreams spun from the threads of stories told by traveling minstrels. One such tale was the saga of the sleeping princess of Serenia. As she listened to the tale, her heart echoed with the despair of the king and the plight of the twelve princes. She felt a strange connection with the royal family she had never met. Their story weaving an invisible thread that tugged at her heartstrings. Niamh decided that she could no longer be a mere bystander in this tale of enchanted slumber. She would journey to Serenia, become a participant rather than a spectator, and attempt to awaken the princes. Armed with nothing but an unyielding determination and an ancient charm passed down her family, a shimmering golden feather with a light that mirrored the shimmering stars, Niamh bade her father farewell. She promised to return, not as a farmer's daughter, but as the savior of Serenia. With a heart filled with hope and a spirit ablaze with courage, Niamh started her journey under the watchful gaze of the twinkling stars, her path illuminated by the silver rays of the twin moons. Her journey was a mosaic of challenges, painted with the hues of uncharted forests, treacherous mountain passes, and elusive shadows of fear and doubt. Yet Niv trudged on, each setback only adding fuel to her determination. Her faith in her mission was as unwavering as the northern star, a beacon of hope in her voyage through uncertainty. As she ventured further from the familiarity of her village, Niamh started to feel the weight of her quest. The reality of her mission, to break an enchantment that had baffled the greatest scholars and wizards, seemed daunting. A shimmering golden feather, the only token from her old life, was her source of courage in her moments of despair. Each time her faith wavered, she would touch the feather, its warm shimmer pulsating in rhythm with her heartbeat, as if whispering tales of hope and perseverance. Her journey was not a lonely one. Niamh's kindness and bravery won her friends in the most unlikely places. From the chatty sparrows who serenaded her mornings to the quiet deer who kept her company during her nightly rest. Nature itself seemed to rally around her. 
Her nights were spent under the sprawling sky full of the stars, their silent twinkling a soothing lullaby. Her days were filled with the constant rhythm of her footfalls and the hum of the wind, her only constant companions. The verdant plains gradually gave way to towering mountains, their snowy peaks kissing the azure sky. The weathered stone of the castle walls of Serenia loomed in the distance, a silent sentinel against the backdrop of the setting sun. As she neared her destination, her heart pounded with a mix of apprehension and anticipation. Would she be able to wake the princes? Would her humble background and limited knowledge be a hurdle too high to cross? Or was she a mere puppet in the hands of destiny, her path already charted by the unseen paths of fate? As these questions swirled in her mind, Neve tightened her grip on her feather, its pulsating shimmer a tangible reminder of her mission and her resolve. As the sun dipped below the horizon, painting the sky with the hues of twilight, Neve finally stood before the grand gates of Serenia. The sight of the kingdom, much grander than any tale had ever described, filled her with awe. Yet the silence that echoed within its walls and the shadows that lurked in its corners spoke volumes about the despair that had gripped its people. With a deep breath, she stepped into the city, her journey from an obscure village to the heart of an enchanted kingdom finally complete. The streets, once filled with joyous laughter and lively chatter, now lay subdued, their silence punctuated only by the soft whispers of the evening breeze. The faces of the people she passed were masks of worry and anticipation, their eyes holding a spark of hope that was starting to flicker. News of the arrival of a new challenger in the quest to wake the princes spread like wildfire, stirring the kingdom from its melancholy stupor. Curious eyes followed Neif as she made her way to the castle, her heart pounding in her chest. As the massive doors of the royal castle creaked open, Neev walked in, her gaze meeting the expectant faces of the courtiers and the desperate eyes of the king. In the heart of the palace, under the watchful gaze of the king and his court, Neev finally saw the twelve princes laid out side by side, their handsome faces serene in their slumber, the princes looked more like a celestial constellation than mere mortals. The sight of them, ensnared in the unbreakable chains of the enchanted sleep, fueled Neve's resolve to save them. The challenge was simple, yet confounding. To enter the dreams of the princess and break the enchantment from within. 
armed with the wisdom of the scholars and the spells from ancient texts, many had tried before Neve, and all had failed. The dream realm was a territory as vast as the universe itself, a labyrinth of thoughts and memories, emotions and fears. But Neve held an advantage that none before her possessed, the shimmering feather that hung from a chain around her neck, a family heirloom, held the rare power to traverse dreamscapes. With this, she would step into the dreams of the princes, navigate the labyrinth, and seek the key to unlock their sleep. As she held the feather in her hand, it pulsed its ethereal light dancing in her palm, ready to guide her into the uncharted realm of dreams. With the entire court watching, she approached the first prince, his face a mirror of tranquility. Whispering a silent prayer, she held the feather over his heart, bathing him in an otherworldly glow. In the next moment, the world around her blurred, her surroundings melting into a whirlpool of colors, and she stepped into the dream. Her journey had taken a new turn, from the physical world to the realm of dreams. Little did she know, this was just the beginning of her true quest, filled with fantastical lands and hidden fears, timeless riddles and mystic creatures. But in her heart, she held on to the hope that her love and courage would be enough to awaken the princes and lift the pall of despair from Serenia. With this, the second chapter of the tale of the sleeping princes and the farmer's daughter drew to a close, a story that was still weaving itself in the threads of time and dreams. For the youngest prince, Arvid, the realm of dreams was no longer a sanctuary of rest, but a haunting theater of the mind. An ethereal waltz marked his existence, a never-ending dance on the stage of sleep, with his brothers as unwilling partners and a vengeful witch as the audience. Arvid was not just the youngest, but also the most compassionate of his brothers. His heart was a vast, hopeful ocean that held an immense love for his kingdom and its people, his dreams vibrant and brimming with hopes and aspirations for Serenia. However, the witch's curse had turned his beautiful dreams into a bleak canvas, painted with the monochrome shades of despair. The dreamscape was an endless ballroom, the floor made of swirling mists and the ceiling of shimmering stars. He and his brothers were puppets on strings, forced to dance to a silent melody, their movements graceful yet void of joy. In the audience, shrouded in shadows, sat the witch, her eyes glinting with cruel pleasure 
her laughter echoing in the hollow expanse. The first time Niamh entered his dream, Arvid thought she was another illusion woven by the witch. Yet her eyes held a warmth and determination that felt real, too tangible to be a mere trick of the dream. With her, she brought the fragrance of open fields and the echo of tinkling laughter, a stark contrast to the sterility of the enchanted ballroom. Niamh did not merely observe the dance. She joined it. Amidst the synchronized rhythm of the cursed waltz, her dance was a gust of wind, spontaneous and free. She brought with her the forgotten melody of hope, the notes seeping into the silent music of the dream. She danced with each prince, her steps in sync with theirs, her spirit reaching out to their trapped souls. To Arvid, she was like the dawn, breaking the spell of a long, cold night. Her presence stirred a surge of courage in him. With her words, she painted images of their kingdom waiting for them, of the people praying for their return, and of the father yearning for his sons. These words sparked a rebellion in his heart. It was not just a fight against the witch, but against their own fears. Arvid knew it was time to confront the curse, not with swords and shields, but with courage and conviction. Niamh gave them a symbol of hope, a small seed from the tree of resilience in her village. To the brothers, it represented the strength of a humble farmer's daughter who had journeyed from an obscure village to the heart of their dreams. The seed was a tangible reminder of the world outside the dance, of the courage that sprouted even in the face of despair. Emboldened by Neve's spirit and the symbol of hope, Arvid rallied his brothers. The dance of despair gradually transformed into a dance of defiance. Their steps, once feeble, were now firm. Their movements, once sluggish, were now swift. Their hearts, once resigned, were now resilient. Niamh's arrival had not just infused their dance with hope, but it had also unveiled the true nature of their predicament. The endless waltz was not just an enchanted curse, but a reflection of their inner fears, personified by the vengeful witch. They weren't merely trapped in a dream. They were ensnared by their own fears. And to wake from this enchanted slumber, they had to confront those fears. The dance continued, but now it was not just a dance of despair, but a dance of dreams, dreams of awakening, dreams of home, and dreams of freedom. Encouraged by Niamh, Arvid found himself standing in the spotlight, leading the dance of defiance against the specter of the witch. 
with each turn and leap, he and his brothers embodied the spirit of resilience, their movements echoing with silent cries of rebellion. It was a competition that transcended physical boundaries, becoming a battle fought in the realms of their minds and souls. However, the witch was not an adversary easily subdued. With every note of defiance that rang in the dance, her laughter grew louder, a chilling sound that sought to dampen their newfound courage. Shadows grew denser around her, swirling in a dangerous ballet of their own, mirroring the witch's growing fury. She raised her hands, and the ballroom quaked, the starry ceiling shivering as if threatened by an unseen force. In the face of the witch's wrath, Arvid's resolve flickered, like a lone candle dancing in the gale. But then he felt a warm squeeze. He looked to his side, and there was Neve, her hand in his, her eyes reflecting the determination that seemed to falter within him. She gave him a reassuring nod, a silent pledge of unwavering support. With renewed courage, Arvid turned to face the witch. This time, not as a puppet in her grand show, but as a challenger, standing tall and strong. We are not afraid, he declared, his voice echoing through the vast expanse of the dreamscape. His brothers repeated his words, their voices merging into a resounding echo that sent ripples through the ominous shadows encircling the witch. Arvid pulled Neve into the dance, their movements growing more assertive, more commanding. The seed of resilience gleamed in his pocket, its soft glow intensifying with each step they took. As if catching on to their unspoken defiance, the rest of the princes too brought forth their seeds their glow piercing the witch's shroud of darkness. Together, they danced a dance of courage, of unity, of resilience. They danced not as captives, but as warriors. They danced not to the witch's cruel melody, but to the rhythmic beats of their own hearts and with each defiant step, they drew the dreamscape away from the clutches of the witch, reclaiming their dreams and rewriting their destinies. As the last notes of their dance echoed in the dreamscape, the witch let out a furious scream that was abruptly silenced. The shadows retreated, the chill dissipated, and the dreamscape was finally free of her malevolent presence. Exhausted but victorious, the princes dropped to their knees, their hearts beating in sync with the rhythm of freedom. The enchanted slumber was finally broken. The dance of dreams reached its crescendo, and the princes were one step closer to awakening. Yet their quest was far from over. 
for they had to ensure that the dream realm was truly free of the witch's wrath. And to do so, they needed to carry this dance of defiance into the dreams of their brothers, ensuring the dawn of hope touched each prince. Neve's courage and the spirit of resilience had transformed the dance of dreams. It had shown the princes that fear could only hold them captive as long as they allowed it to. And with this realization, they were prepared to confront the trials that awaited them in their journey towards awakening. For they were no longer the sleeping princes, but the dancing princes. And with this knowledge, they found their path to freedom. The first light of dawn peeked over the horizon as the twelve princes, led by the youngest, Arvid, and the brave farmer's daughter, Neve, faced the witch for the final confrontation. A hush descended over the dreamscape, the only sound being the steady drip of apprehension that echoed in the hearts of the valiant challengers. The witch was an orchestra of darkness, her presence a crescendo of malicious laughter and sibilant whispers that filled the air. She was a tempest in the tranquility of the dreamscape, her aura swirling with bitter frost and lingering spite. But this time, her darkness was met with a beacon of resilience that shone brightly, refusing to be extinguished. The confrontation was an epic dance of power and will, the dreamscape humming with anticipation. The witch was a conductor of malevolence, her icy fingers strumming the air as she attempted to weave a symphony of despair. But the princes, armed with their resolve, danced a different rhythm, a melody of defiance and courage. With Neve as their guiding star, the princes confronted the witch, their steps echoing like a drumbeat of determination in the otherwise silent landscape. The seed of resilience gleamed brighter than ever, its glow overpowering the witch's shadows. The dance was no longer a waltz of captivity, but a performance of liberation the dreamscape serving as their stage, and the witch a mere spectator to their defiant choreography. The confrontation reached its climax as the witch unleashed her wrath, the dreamscape echoing with a guttural roar. A whirlwind of darkness attempted to engulf them, but the princes stood their ground. Like a choir of hope, they chanted their vow of freedom, their voices interweaving to create a cloak of defiance that shielded them from the witch's wrath. With a final powerful twirl, Neve hurled the glowing seed at the witch. The impact resonated like a gong struck at the stroke of midnight, a sound so profound it sent shockwaves through all of the dreamscape. The witch let out a screech, her form dissolving into an implosion of shadows, her reign of terror fading as swiftly as a nightmare at dawn. 
as the echoes of their victory dissipated. A golden light enveloped the dreamscape, the enchantment breaking like glass, shattering into a million shards. And with it, the princes awoke from their slumber, their dreams finally free of the witch's clutches. The kingdom of Serenia held its breath as the twelve princes opened their eyes, the dawn of their awakening finally arriving. Jubilation rippled through Serenia like a peal of joyous laughter. Bells chimed, their tolling a joyful symphony that echoed from the palace turrets to the cobblestone streets. The air was perfumed with relief and delight, as vibrant as a canvas painted with the colors of celebration. Neif, the humble farmer's daughter, was hailed as the kingdom's heroine. Her reward was as unique as her courage, the Star of Serenia, a medallion known to be the heart of the kingdom. It was more than just a piece of ornate jewelry. It was a symbol of undying courage and resilience, much like Niamh herself. As Niamh stood amidst the royal family, the medallion gleamed around her neck. She was a testament to bravery, a living metaphor for the strength that blossoms even in the humblest of hearts. And so the kingdom rejoiced, their joy resounding like a melodious song carried by the wind, a song of freedom, a song of awakening. As the echoes of jubilant bells dwindled, the kingdom of Serenia was abuzz with celebration. A triumphant symphony of joy filled the air, each note a testament to the prince's awakening and the bravery of the farmer's daughter. Laughter chimed through the grand halls of the palace once again, as intoxicating as the aroma of blooming roses after a morning drizzle. In the midst of the festivities, the princes stood tall, each one a mirror reflecting the virtues they had honed in the dream realm. They were not the same men who had once slept under the witch's curse, for they had danced with fear, wrestled with despair, and emerged victorious. They were now men of courage, resilience, and wisdom, forged not in the fires of battle, but in the ethereal landscapes of their dreams. And it was Arvid, the youngest, who had evolved the most. His eyes sparkled with the wisdom of his trials, his demeanor emanating a newfound confidence. He was no longer simply the youngest prince, but also the man who had led his brothers to freedom. And standing by his side was Niamh, her gaze reflecting the courage that had guided them all. Together, they were a sonnet of bravery and resilience, their bond as tangible as the medallion that hung around her neck. The king, overwhelmed with joy and relief, addressed his subjects. His voice reverberated through the grand hall his words painting vivid images of the heroic act Niamh had accomplished. His speech was filled of admiration, gratitude, and pride. When he looked at Niamh, 
His eyes gleamed with unshed tears, his gaze soft yet filled with profound respect. Niamh was then called forth. As she stepped onto the dais, a hush fell over the gathering. Her presence was like the glow of dawn, subtle yet undeniably powerful. She was not a farmer's daughter anymore, but a heroine of Serenia, her humble roots now nourishing the tall tree of honor that the kingdom had bestowed upon her. Her reward was more than the star of Serenia. It was the respect, the admiration, the love that the kingdom held for her. It was the sparkle in the eyes of young girls who saw in her a hero, a role model. It was the appreciation in the glances of the princes who owed her their freedom. As the celebrations ebbed and the moon took its place in the velvety sky, Neve's story became a part of Serenia's legend her tale was whispered with the evening breeze, sung with the nightingale's lullaby, and told with the flickering flames of the hearth. Her name was etched in the kingdom's history, as enduring as the castle's stone walls, and as unforgettable as the tale of the awakening princes. Thus the chapter of the awakening closed, replaced by a new dawn of peace and happiness. The tale of twelve sleeping princes and a brave farmer's daughter came to an end, but its echo would linger in Serenia's story, an epic saga of courage, resilience, and the power of an undying spirit. And on their wedding day, from my throne, I watched as a new era dawned over the kingdom of Serenia, the shadows of despair gradually receding beneath the radiance of triumph and peace. The castle that was once a citadel of somber silence now resounding with laughter and camaraderie, its cold stone walls warmed by the joy that flowed through its corridors. My sons, twelve stars that once dimmed under the witch's curse, now shone brighter than ever. Their virtues, once mere namesakes, were now their truth, valor, wisdom, fortitude. Each prince was the living embodiment of his virtue, their experiences in the dreamland serving as the anvil on which their true selves were forged. And Arvid, the youngest, was no longer the overlooked prince but the courageous leader who had guided his brothers to freedom. His spirit, resilient as a willow tree, became an inspiration for the kingdom. His tales of courage, shared from the grand halls of the palace to the humble homes of Serenia. Beside him stood Neve, the farmer's daughter, who was now much more than a commoner. She was the dream weaver, a title as unique as her courage. The star of Serenia gleamed around her neck, its shine only outshone by the light in her eyes. Her transformation was the stuff of legends. Her journey a testament to the indomitable spirit of our people.
as I watched her. My heart swelled with gratitude and admiration. She had saved my sons, brought them back from a perilous slumber, and in the process had awoken the entire kingdom from an age of despair. Her courage had become our guiding star, her resilience our beacon. Peace blanketed Serenia like a comforting shawl, a sense of tranquility that the kingdom had not known for many years. But it wasn't the silence of despair. It was the hush of contentment, the stillness of a kingdom finally at peace. It was the serenity of a land that had braved a storm and now basked under the warmth of a gentle sun. The kingdom flourished under the reign of my virtuous sons. Prosperity smiled upon our lands, the fields lush with the promise of a bountiful harvest. The people of Serenia, their hearts filled with renewed hope, worked with a vigor that echoed the spirit of our newfound heroine. Our kingdom was no longer a realm shrouded in despair, but a land basking in the glow of victory and resilience. As I looked upon my kingdom, my heart echoed with the rhythm of peace and prosperity. The tale of the sleeping princess and the brave dreamweaver was not just a story. It was a legacy, a testament to the resilience of the human spirit. It was a saga of courage that had not just freed my sons, but had liberated an entire kingdom from the shackles of despair. So as the day drew to an end and the stars sprinkled their silver dust upon the kingdom, I knew Serenia was not merely a kingdom. It was a land of heroes and heroines, of princes and dreamweavers, of bravery and resilience. It was a realm where dreams came alive and where nightmares were vanquished. As I retired to my chamber, the tales of courage and bravery softly echoing in the night, I knew that our kingdom, Serenia, under the watchful gaze of the star of Serenia and the protection of the Dreamweaver, would thrive. It would be a kingdom where dreams were not feared but embraced, where despair was replaced with hope, and where courage was rewarded with peace. In my heart, I knew that Serenia was finally home to a prosperous, harmonious future. Good night.